What's up, guys? Welcome to Finding Faith and Family, a podcast centered around journeys to faith, all things family, parenting, the good and the bad, marriage, but most importantly, a community of uplifting, Jesus-loving people. Life is so much more abundant when we do it together. My heart for this podcast is to reach people far from God and show them that no matter how far away you are, He still loves you anyway, and it's never too late. I love to talk about the hard stuff that most avoid, and I believe everyone has a story to tell, whether that's their fall from grace, marriage highs and lows, epic parenting fails and wins, and managing relationships with healthy boundaries. I'm here to share it all. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get started. All right, so let's dive in. My name is Jessica Schmidt. I live here in Arizona with my husband and my three beautiful children, and it is the story of us finding faith that has led me to doing this podcast in the first place. So I'm going to start with a little bit of my background. I do not come from a church-loving, faith-based home. My oldest sister, who you will soon learn, she's going to be interviewed in my next episode, you'll soon learn that she was really the only person in our family who went to church. Kind of the foundation part of my faith is my sister, who is 13 years older than than me. However, about a year ago, I was invited to go to church by one of my great friends out here. And when she asked me, I was like, who me? You're asking me to go to church? Uh, It was kind of awkward at first. And I was like, you know, instantly I was like, no, I'm not going to go to church. I'm good. Thank you. And then later that night, I felt convicted. I was like, hmm, you know, maybe, maybe I was a little quick to give that answer. Let's rewind. So I texted her and I said, you know what? I was wrong. We're going to go. This was before I had talked to my husband. So I went to Jimmy and I said, I think we should go to church. Nick and Stephanie have invited us and I think we should go. And he looked at me and God, I love this man. He never tells me no. I, you guys, I have four dogs. So if that's a testimony to him not telling me no, I don't know what is. So I say, we're going to go to church on Sunday. And he looks at me and he's like, okay. And I was like, all right. So it's settled. We're going to church. And my ever so nosy at the time, five-year-old James goes, what's church? And I was like, oh boy, have I failed? And I said, church is where we go to gather with God's people and and talk about Jesus and God. And, And then his little brother Paxton, what's a God? And I remember thinking to myself, wow, how do you explain this to these young children who haven't had this foundation in their home for the past, you know, their entire lives, basically. And here and there, we've bought them Bibles and little books and they were familiar with the name of God and the name of Jesus, but they had no idea what that truly meant for them. So I remember calling my friend and going, so we're going to church. And this is my dear friend, Monica, who again, she'll be on, on an episode here soon. Um, she was someone that ran a youth group. She was on the worship team. She has been involved in church for as long as I can remember. We've known each other since we were, I think, 15. We're in our 30s now. So I called her and I said, so we're going to church and I don't know how to explain that to Paxson and James. And she was like, you don't have to. The child's pastor will. And I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, well, 
just get over that first day. And then after that, of course, it's going to be a normal conversation in your home. And I was like, okay, yes, you're right. And this is, it's just so silly. I was very stressed out about how I'm going to explain this to my kids. We parent with very open communication. We over explain, we prepare our kids for big situations so they are not caught off guard. My oldest is a perfectionist. He does not like to not know things. He loves to just know everything. So I just was at a loss of how to explain this big thing that we were getting ready to um, go explore. And I was also a little bit afraid. What if we went, (coughs) excuse me, what if we went and James loved it and we didn't? And then I'd have to explain why we're not going back. So I had so much fear, so much fear leading up to this big Sunday, this big turning point in our lives. So Sunday rolls around. We're all getting ready. I'm massively pregnant. I, I'm eight and a half, almost nine months pregnant with Sawyer. We go to church and we drop the kids off. And at this point, my best friend and her two young children, who are basically the same age as James and Paxton, uh, they're all in the same class together. And at this point, I'm pretty convinced that James just thinks that this is a play, a play date. This isn't anything more than that. And we drop them off. Everything's great. No one's crying. And we go into our service and, and we start worshiping. And I just remember feeling so awkward. I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Everyone around me is raising their hand to Jesus and really just feeling the music. And I am just so awkward. I look over at my husband who looks like he just wants to crawl inside of a hole. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, what am I, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. So the next song comes on and it is a song of all of the worship songs. It's a song that I know that I've heard at a church that I went to with my sister. And I get this really just overwhelming feeling that all of a sudden I was comfortable. I ha- I really wanted to raise my hands and, and, and I didn't because I let fear and a fear of judgment creep in. I thought my husband would think it was weird, whatever. I knew the song and I started to get very warm and fuzzy and comfortable. No longer was awkward. I took my hands off the chair and started kind of swaying to the music a little bit. And I just remember feeling like this isn't awkward. This isn't weird. This is amazing. And I loved it. So the sermon was, of course, incredible. We have the best pastor. I I know a lot of people say that, but truly we are blessed with a very, 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 insightful, thoughtful, intelligent, young, just amazing pastor. So my husband was a couple times during the sermon would laugh and I was like, okay, this is going better than I thought. (laughs) So we get out of the service and we're getting ready to go pick up the kids. My best friend's like, so how was it? And I was like, you know what? I can't wait to come back. That was incredible. I'm already aching to come back. Like I, I was on the edge of my chair, listening and grasping on to every single word that our pastor was saying, I could not get enough. So the car ride home, you know, I asked the kids, how was it? And I'm fully expecting them to be like, yeah, it was good. We got to play with kids. Again, I thought that in my mind, I'm like, they think that this is just a play date. So we, we start talking and James goes, mom, did you know that God gave his only son for our sins. And because he did that, we get to go to heaven. 
And his face, his eyes were so full of this like wonder. And I was like, I know that, you know that? And he's like, yeah, I know that. The enemy can't win because Jesus is always with me. And I was like, in that moment, I wanted to cry. I knew that we had just made the biggest, the biggest decision, the best decision for our family. From this day forward, we're forever changed. They now have a relationship with God. It took all of an hour, our first day at church, for Jesus to come into my children's hearts and fill them with the Holy Spirit and give my son who was five years old more faith in that little body than I had in my entire 33 years at the time. And that was very humbling. That really humbled me. And now every Sunday, our kids cannot wait to go to church. It is just part of who we are. It's what we do. And a year ago, friends, well, a year ago in January, so a little over a year, we never even talked about God. And now it's just an unspoken thing in our home. We know that Sunday morning is church. We know that we don't make plans on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning. We make plans Sunday afternoon. It's just an, it's a non-negotiable for us. And I do want to touch a little bit on this stigma that you can be a Christian and not go to church. Yes, you are correct. You can love God. You can love Jesus. You can understand that he died for our sins and not gather in a church. That's fine. But it does say multiple times in scripture how much more abundant life is when you gather with God's people in God's house. And for us, that is so true. So we started in January of 2022. February of 2022, Sawyer was born. So I have a brand new baby. We're a brand new family of five. We're not going in person. I'm like, okay, we're going to log in and watch this online. So we're watching it online, but then, you know, distractions, the kids start running around and playing. No one's paying attention. Just really distracting. It's, it's not wholesome church. And it was about two months of this pinging back and forth and not going to service because of, you know, the baby. And I didn't want him exposed to all the germs at the time. I was a big germaphobe and COVID still worried me, but it kind of didn't at the same time. It's just a weird time to have a baby. So it took us about three months to get back into church. Let me tell you the difference between the way my relationships were with my family, my husband, my children, and our financial well-being when we weren't in church versus being in church it was vastly different. I can't explain it. I really don't know why it is the way it is, but when we are in God's house with God's people, everything, it's like a domino effect. Everything just is so much better down the line. It just sets this foundation for everything else to run smoothly for us. And I am always eager and cannot wait to get to church. You know, we do miss days when we're sick or go on vacation here, there. We have missed some, obviously. We're not perfect. And again, this podcast is not to be like, oh, I go to church now. Now I'm perfect. Absolutely not. Hence the name finding faith. I am still finding faith. I will, I'm still on this journey. And I think I always will be on a journey to a greater understanding. But the great thing is, is that no matter how far from God you are, you can always come back. 
And that's the point of this podcast is to show that I lived a life of pretty heavy sin. Lying, I've hurt people. I, you know, we will go deeper into this in another episode. Um, We have big plans for kind of diving up into my past and who I was before I am now. Two completely different people. You know, I have burned bridges. I have been a terrible person in the past. And that doesn't mean that God never loved me. And I am forgiven. And now all I can do is be the best version of myself. And that has come through devoting our lives to going to church. We still have fun. We still go out with friends. But most importantly, we live a life with a foundation and Christ at the center. Now, if I'm being honest, it wasn't all daisies and butterflies. So for about the first six months, especially after having Sawyer, I was going to church alone. And that was something that was very hard for me. Um, Not having my husband there with me and seeing all these other happy couples and the men really leading the family, the men raising their hand to Jesus during worship and holding their wife's hands and me being alone in church was hard. However, Pastor Ryan kept talking about leading by example. And if you just keep coming and you keep inviting, eventually the people in your life are going to follow. And in my situation, that was for my husband. I knew that if I forced this on him, that it wasn't going to be special. It wasn't going to be organic. There was going to be resentment that would come from that. And there might be someone listening that is in the same situation where you feel like you want to go to church, but your husband has no interest. And that's okay. You can find your faith before your husband finds his faith. And through your faith, God will move in your family. I I mean, I can't promise that, but that is my personal testimony is that I felt God telling me multiple times to keep going to church and keep going. So I did for six months, just about Jimmy would use the excuse of staying home with the baby. You know, we both would, I I would make excuses for him. He was too young, didn't need to be in childcare. So Jimmy would stay home. He would come here and there, but it wasn't regular. And when he was there, he wasn't very present, if you know what I mean. So again, about six months that this went on of me attending alone and during some sermons where he would talk about um, spouses not going to church together. And if you keep coming, there will be a bigger payoff for you. I would get emotional. I would tear up. I would have tissues. My friend would hold my hand and she would just pray for me. I prayed over it for a very long time. And it was, I want to say it was about September of 2022 that my husband really was like, okay, I'm going to start coming, started coming pretty regularly, not very regularly, but he came. I just remember I was upstairs getting ready for church per usual. And I come out of the bedroom and he's getting dressed. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to church. And I was like, okay, great. We're going as a family. And I like wanted to cry. I was so overjoyed and so emotional in that moment because it was like, I did it. I did it. I stayed true to something. I followed through with something and he followed. 
And that, that drive to church, you know, my kids had been going very regularly with me. So we're like blasting worship music. Like you wouldn't believe we're all singing. We're all, you know, my boys are raising their hand and, and worshiping with their hands raised to Jesus. And my husband's sitting there kind of a little bit awkward, but not going to let that be known to others. <laughs> he just, if you weren't his wife, you wouldn't have known he was awkward or feeling awkward, but he was. But, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, this man just, he really stepped up. He saw how much this meant to me. I know God was speaking to him. And I'll tell you what, guys, it took a year of this and he got baptized a couple of weeks ago in front of our entire church. And it was the best day of my life. It was incredible. It was the best gift I could have been given. And today the sermon at at church was God moves in waves. He moves in seasons. And you have to think of it as kind of like an agricultural thing. He plants the seed and it's the season, the season is that, that's the planting season. And then there's the watering season. And then maybe there's a season of pulling weeds and a season of tending to the soil. And then there's a season of harvest. And this to me was the harvest. I planted the seed. I tended the soil. I watered the soil. I I picked the weeds. And then the harvest was getting to see my husband declare his life to Jesus and accept, accept Jesus as his savior. And if you would have known us a year ago, a year and a half ago, <coughs> excuse me, you would have never thought that this man would be getting baptized in front of 500 people. I mean, we go to a very large church out here. So really wanted to share that with you guys because this is just another testimony to how God can move in your house even when it doesn't feel like things are moving, doesn't feel like things are going as fast as they should be. But even when you're not looking and when you're not paying attention, God is working in your home and and in your hearts. Another thing I really wanted to share, and this is the last little tidbit here and then I'm going to wrap it up, but we have been groveling. Okay. When I say we, I mean me. I have been groveling about the fact that we've been trying to buy a house for a while now. The market's all over the place. The houses are going into bidding wars. The interest rates are just through the roof right now. And when you don't think your kids are paying attention, let me tell you, they're listening no matter what they're listening. And I try not to have big conversations, stressful conversations, adult conversations with my children around. I just, I don't agree with that. However, I guess I'm not as savvy as I thought I was because my son definitely listens. So I pick him up from school a couple weeks ago and and James gets in the car and it's just the two of us. And he out of nowhere goes, mom, did you know that the devil wants to steal our joy and make us not grateful for the things that we have? And I, I literally almost pulled over. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, the devil wants us to think that we don't have good things. And he wants us to have all of our joy stolen. But do you want to know the good thing? Because we have Jesus he'll never win. And the best thing you can have in your life is Jesus. And I was like, okay, God, I hear you. Basically he phoned a friend. 
He's like, I've been trying to tell you and I've been trying to humble you that your time will come. It is not right now and you cannot rush my timeline. But because you wouldn't listen to me, I phoned a friend, I talked to your son, and I used him as a vessel to tell you to calm down and wait for my timing. And I, I was... <laughs> I got home and I was dumbfounded. I got home and I told my husband, I'm like, I'm pretty positive that the Holy Spirit just used our child because I'm not obeying and I'm not listening to his timing and his words. And my husband was like, that's exactly what happened. I talked to my best friend, Abby, about it. And she's like, oh yeah, for sure. He phoned a friend and I was cracking up. But these are just little testimonies, little things that I want to share because, again, this same little boy who just talked to me about the enemy and about God and about his plan and how God's always on his side and on his team and in his heart, a year and a half ago, barely knew who that person was and what he was even talking about. So if you are listening and any of this resided inside of you, please reach out to me, leave a comment. You can follow me on Instagram. It's at faith and fa- finding faith and fam on Instagram. Leave me a message. I'd love to pray for you. You can also reach out if there's any topic that you would like me to speak on during my interviews with people. If there's anything you would like to know or talk about, you can always leave me a message. Thank you so much for being here, guys, and I'll see you next week.